so guys welcome to today's show uh, we've got jonathan wells on today who's a, a musician and a contract creator so welcome to the show jonathan thank you very much for having me so uh, if you want to tell the the guys a little bit about yourself um and and what you're currently doing at the moment yeah certainly so uh i'm a singer and uh, a musician and uh, currently working on music um i am trying to figure things out on my own, essentially out in the world, um, getting into the world of business and sales and entrepreneurship as well. And um, I'm all over the internet currently, trying to be at least. And um, certainly in the, in, the, in the recent few years, I've definitely developed more of an, of an interest into just the world at large with how people are behaving, um, a lot of the, the problems that I'm seeing uh nowadays uh which uh is quite a contrast to the work that i normally do so in a way combining i guess my love for the creative arts but also wanting to use the other side of my brain for um i guess discussions like this and um and moving forward is is interesting I'm wondering how best to navigate it basically well, th well, this is it, isn't it? Life's a, a journey and, you know, we start from a position, whether it's a good one or not, it doesn't really matter. It's a case of well, navigating this journey and trying to become the best version of ourselves. And as you said, you know, you do the music side. Yes. So maybe that's your expressive side. And then you're looking out to see how the world works and seeing how people mm. behave. And maybe that's from the sales side, do you think? Because from a sales perspective... I mean, I've done sales in the past. It's a really good way to yes. to really learn about the world in, in a weird and roundabout way, don't you think? Absolutely. I think with uh, with sales, the ability to sell uh, is something that is uh, significant and is primary with everything that we do. Whether it's a job interview, our intention is to sell ourselves. Whether it's approaching a girl at a bar, our intention is to sell ourselves. And I think uh, most definitely with each interaction that we have in all sorts of circumstances, uh, we're trying to convince the other person or the other group that we are of something of worth. And uh, that can definitely lead down a dark pathway where we behave in such ways that uh, we're not being true to ourselves. So I guess for, for me, with the work that I'm wanting to do in terms of reaching out to people having productive discussions, not being afraid to, to speak my mind and, and talk on subjects that are considered to be con controversial. Um, I kind of want to drop the entire sales sort of um, persona of wanting to say whatever is going to make people happy or make people feel comfortable and focus entirely on the truth in of itself, um, regardless of how that makes people feel. To do so in a, in a compassionate way, um, but because of so there being so many problems, I think we can all observe in the modern world today with how many people are suffering. Um, it's worth um, putting in the tough love. So finding a way to to put myself out there as a musician, as a creative uh, individual, um, but also then remain sincere and genuine, which is not what Hollywood wants whatsoever from their from their people that's going to be a tricky a tricky road to navigate but uh a fun one i'm sure <laughs> well i think with, with sales there's really two sides to it though isn't there there's like those that use like dark psychology to try and manipulate people 
depending on again what you're selling and then there are those that are just trying to help people make the right decision and i think if you ha believe in what you're selling then it would be the more honest approach whereas if you don't believe in what you're selling and it's more of feeling or thinking about the commission and the income there may be sort of more manipulative tactics may, may be used etc but you're absolutely right in terms of the 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 media and the narrative honesty and freedom of speech is something that is now being looked down on and that if we don't conform to this sort of leftist lgbt trans um let people do whatever they want we you know we don't need to be good at things etc we don't need to be our best version of ourselves we don't need to fat shame people because look at the end of the day it's genetic when clearly it's not i mean there might be some uh, a very small proportion that is genetic let's let's not take that out of the equation but for most people they aren't exercising after eating too much and what they are eating is, is low quality what what would you say is something that's very close to your heart in terms of a societal problem that you would like to fix or or maybe to, to rephrase that in a slightly different way something that has gone off its natural course of how things are so for example male versus female quite a simple one but is mm. there something other than that that you feel that is close to your heart in that respect certainly well i think um i think the important thing is to know you, you mentioned the word fix right um and i know that you that's obviously a very sort of blunt sort of term because at the end of the day there there is no external sort of um source that can fix whatever's going on with you at the end of the day um so my, my personal belief like when it comes to mental health a lot of the time it's a it's a result of our own actions um, that, uh, that that cause our own suffering, especially in Western society where uh, equal rights have essentially been given to all and have been given to all for the past 30, 40 years, um, where opportunity is boundless. As much as we are being attacked by modern corporations, social media, uh, where the government wishes to uh, take more and more control of our individuality and sort us into different groups in order to keep us fighting against one another, therefore weakening us, separating us, and having us be more vulnerable to their um, insidious uh, agenda. Um, at the end of the day, in, in in the current world where living is, is, is as easy as it has ever been, I think that uh, yeah, mental health is one where we need to stop looking at the external sources and blame everything else around us and actually have a look at how we are choosing to live our own lives. Are we choosing to be in front of the computer for 12 hours a day? Are we choosing not to exercise? Are we choosing not to keep our apartments clean? You know, like, are we, are we choosing to have a low paying job? choosing right so to be fully responsible for what it is that you are doing in terms of the 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 faults um that you're um that you're engaging with and also the uh the more positive aspect of of choice which is to make the positive choice for yourself so um i think that there is this idea that bad things happen to you and there's nothing you can do about it whether it's oh guess what you've got a chemical imbalance in the brain or oh, we're going to diagnose diagnose you with this condition and there's nothing you can do about it that type of thinking i think is um is intentional in my opinion i'm not even a qualified doctor it doesn't matter whether i'm right or wrong the point is that that belief 
that is instilled in younger people to say that there are things that are wrong with you that you cannot change is part of the problem. And nowadays we have this apathetic, you know, faux sympathetic approach to handling these people by simply patting them on the head and saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Instead of this is what you should do. This is how you get out of this painful situation that you're in. So, um, yeah, I, I would I would say definitely within the mental health side of things. Um, if we look at depression, in my opinion, depression is the results of extreme narcissism and selfishness. The thing is, all that you're thinking about is yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's something that um, really? I wrote in in my first book, what three three or four years ago, about how a lot of depression is, as you said, not being happy with your situation. And that does that come down to not acting correctly? Is that coming down from? as you said, top down, whereby we are being manipulated to think in a certain way from the news and negativity, divide and conquer, which you also mentioned, or is it a combination of those? And regards to choices, do we have choices that are dictated or do we have a choice beyond that? And for a lot of people, they are really sort of closed-minded and don't see the bigger picture. They, as you said, sit on the sofa 12 hours a day, watch the same news programmes, they are programmed by the same information. They, um, they, equal opportunities are there, but at the moment they're trying to say that we all need to be equal in every right, like in a, in a communist or socialist way. Do you feel that that's the case? Um, in in respect of equal opportunities in the workplace, they say that we need to have certain numbers of males and females, and certain numbers of certain races, because that's equal opportunities do you not feel that that's maybe unequal opportunities in the respect that if you are trying to forge a number together you are actually promoting let's say females to get into the workplace or ethnic minorities to get into the workplace to fulfill an equal number but is that then not equal opportunities as well is that something that you feel that is the case as well globally Oh, ab ab absolutely. Any successful business needs to operate as a meritocracy uh, for the purpose of being able to successfully sell to its customers and make a profit for its shareholders. It's as simple as that. Um, this idea of, of, of quotas, which has been around for a number of years, of course, um, is just for companies to look good. That's all that it is, because they're, po they're following the uh, popular social trends of the time, uh, which they believe is going to secure them more profits. Um, it, it is interesting how weak some of these companies are, how how easy it is for them to follow what is currently popular. The question is where is where is the, where is the source of uh, of this um uh, uh, I guess agenda to separate into each individual by by their by their sex by their race uh, as as if that really matters at the end of the day, which is it's interesting because these types of people. Into, if we're looking at individuals in the world, uh, I think I think most people have uh, a, a compassionate view. They are actually wanting the best for people. They're wanting this form of equality. You know that they, they want a form of world peace, uh, which is um, uh, not realistic in the slightest. There's no such thing as world peace, and it will never happen. Uh, and that's not a bad thing per se. That's just not how we operate. Um, I think that uh, if we're looking at more of the, the leftist woke. Types of individuals, if we are to use particular labels, 
I'm not a per- I'm not personally a big fan of using labels because I think it removes the individuality from a person. But um, I think most of them are fairly compassionate people. But unfortunately, there's this essence of narcissism that has been brought to them by social media where they feel good by, uh, I guess, providing, showing a sense of virtue where they're wanting for minorities to have better chances, better results, better opportunities, but they're not understanding that that's actually quite condescending towards those individuals. You know, it's like the 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 concept of um, of an African American is able to pass school with a lower grade just because he's just because he's black. That's not taking into account his individual intelligence. It's just looking looking at the color of his, of his skin, and people are deciding, oh, we need to make it fair. We need to make up for what happened years ago, you know, with uh, with slavery in America, and we're going to make it easier for him to pass school or get into get into college that actually begins to impact them. This is the problem with quotas is that going, just going back to your point of hiring individuals, if you're not hiring based on their merit and their ability, you're hiring them on something that doesn't actually matter and your company is going to suffer as a result. Now, if you decide to hire out uh, an, an attractive girl at a coffee shop, hey, it's a different story. But Ultimately, the rule generally is that you should obviously be hiring someone based on their merit and, and, and their ability. But that is a merit, so though, isn't it's... it? For the female that works in a coffee shop, mm. that is part of the, the the role description. How can you attract and retain custom? So I know what you're trying to say is, oh, well, actually, in in the meritocracy basis, are you just looking at the 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 hard the hard skills or the 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 financial skills that can you count can you prepare food or whatever it may be but also there's the softer side what does the person look like how polite are they how likely are they to draw in customers um because even if you know uh, let's say that 50 50 males and females come into the coffee shop sometimes women will be happier with female and obviously males would like the attractive female as well. So it's maybe it's a, a case of uh, working on, on, on both sides. Do you think that mm. these problems of quotas and um, being brainwashed by mainstream, et cetera, do you think a lot of this is, it comes down to the breaking down of the nuclear family? Oh, well, a- absolutely. I mean, if you, if, if you break down the, the classic traditional family paradigm, then all hell breaks loose. That which has worked for many, many years. Um, I mean, we've 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 so far taken, I guess, a more monogamous look in terms of the family paradigm, but that's actually worked, where it's been one man, one woman, and then their their family home, their kids. That's a beautiful balance, right? And when there's a balance, then there's harmony. But you take that away then there's chaos, then there's weaker individuals. All of a sudden, these people are going to be more depressed. You can then sell them drugs. You can then sell them anything whatsoever. You can make a lot of money off of them. You can tell them to stay inside for two years and they'll listen to you while they'll make billions of dollars off of putting something into your veins that you might not necessarily need. So the breakdown of the family home uh, has introduced... 
uh, a bit of an identity crisis for individuals, which has led to more, I guess, the openness to changing agenda, for example, which is not actually possible. It's only a belief that a person holds in their head. And I have sympathy and compassion for them that they are being that they are impressionable, impressionable to the point of being taken advantage of by the systems that are now put in place. It is not their fault. Yeah. Which is why they need to be respected as individuals primarily. But, and this is the interesting thing. Yeah, go on. So I was gonna say that the 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 argument that there's more than two genders, yet the females who want to transition to a male are transitioning from one gender to another. Mm. So their argument that there's more than two genders is based on the fact mm. that they want to change gender. It does that not make that that doesn't really make any sense, does it? Uh, well, there's this idea that you can now separate gender from sex. When the word gender was was used, uh, was introduced as an interchangeable word with with sex, um, simply just to remove the sexual connotation that the word sex has. That's the only reason the word gender was introduced. It, it is the um, has the exact same definition. There is just this more modern definition that has been created out of thin air to suggest that uh, characteristics, masculine, female characteristics, or how you feel, is is now part of your identity. Yeah, and um, I think that this again is a set of information that has been put forward to. The public, namely in modern universities, where you've got um, gender and humanities uh, teachers that are uh, lecturing to impress young impressionable minds, suggesting something that is biologically false. the The issue, though, when someone as myself uh, speaks of these things, is more than likely I'll be given particular labels, such as a transphobe or or a number of different um, labels, right? But my point is that these are just kids, you know, 16, 17, 18, however old they, they may be. They're just trying to figure out what is best for them based on what they know and how they've been conditioned, how they've grown up in the world. And it is unfortunate that what has been presented to them is false and it is something that they are picking up and it's now become becoming somewhat enforced um, as well. This idea that um, oh, you want to play with girl toys, Timmy. Well, this that means you're a girl. So this idea is now being introduced even earlier. And I think we can all we can all see the uh, the pre and post op uh, attempted suicide rates. I think we all understand what yeah. they are. Forty yeah. percent, the classic number, higher than the uh, the uh, attempted suicide rate of Jews in the Holocaust. So. Yeah. Is that due to online bullying? I don't think so. It's due to mistreatment of these of these kids. Yeah, the thing is, like, I agree that there is a spectrum in, in respect of there are masculine males, there are feminine females, let's say that's the, the range of the spectrum, but there are also fairly feminine males and there are masculine females. But that doesn't mean to say that they are the opposite sex or the opposite gender. I think that's where... The, this sort of confusion lays, or maybe not confusion, it's obviously clear that it's a, an agenda that's being put forward on, on, on the young kids. But just mm. to go back to the, the the family that, obviously, the family home that brought us to this conversation in terms of trans, etc. I, I read a, 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 a piece of information recently that, obviously, single family homes, um, 
obviously aren't good for the kids, but that mm. single male parent homes are actually better than single female parent homes in terms of they're looking at the prison numbers of who's in prison. And what I sort of sat back and thought was that, well, yes, in terms of authority, a man holds more authority than the female. And it's not, you know, I'm not here to be sexist. I'm not saying that. But if you ask most men, they are more mm. likely to listen to a male than a female. Maybe it's the authority in his voice, it's stature, the 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 fear of physical reprimand, um, whatever it is. And for the female, governments across the world are encouraging females to leave the male, saying that, oh, don't worry, we'll put you in a, uh, your own home and we'll give you benefits, etc. Do you feel that the, the the degradation and degeneracy that's in society now is predicated off the fact that we are incentivized to break up family units, which obviously has issues such as transgender and um, education mm -hmm. issues, etc. Do you feel that there's any more sinister offshoots of that that you can see in, in uh, today's sort of life, let's say? Mm. Well, um, everyone is sexist to some degree. It's, it's all unconscious. It's all biological. It's all physiological. We treat based on whether you're a man or a woman, you treat people differently. So if you're a man, you will treat and uh, perceive a man differently to how you perceive a woman. Uh, you do, we do treat the genders differently, the two sexes, I should say, differently. Absolutely. Um, how I speak to a woman is going to be different to how I speak to a man. Now, I may be more tender and more gentle when it comes to a woman. I may be more blunt and to the point when it comes to a man. Um, However, this attitude, this natural biological attitude, which is perfectly healthy and perfectly normal and is not insidious in of itself, is now being put forward as being disgusting, where toxic masculinity is now a popular term. Um, this idea that feminism at all needed to exist, you know, it's uh, there is a, a real effort to have men and women combat each other unnecessarily despite the fact that we have been cooperating since the dawn of time <laughs> yeah the, we i mean men have literally built with their own hands everything and women are the foundation of all creation they they are the center of absolutely everything and good men recognize this and understand this which is why our job is to protect them to provide for them to make sure that they are safe, whether they like it or not, they can complain, but I doubt they're going to be complaining with a free house. So, you know, um, the idea is, is yeah, to, to take care of them and to cherish them and to reckon, to recognize them as being, as being divine. Um, and that doesn't sound very sexist, does it? However, yeah. I would have more respect for my boss if it was a man that was older than me rather than someone that was a, a female there's a part of me that's like this is this feels strange and it's not a con it's not conscious but i don't necessarily think it's a negative um thing to feel i'll still speak to this person with a tremendous amount of respect and respect the fact that they are in the position that they are in they've put in the work to get to where they are currently um but no doubt we we, we communicate differently and that's perfectly okay it's perfectly yeah. okay it doesn't mean that you're a bad person um 
men, good men absolutely adore women. Everything that we do is for women. If you really think about it, everything that we create, if we are wanting to have a family, hey, guess what? It involves a woman. So we need to do the right things in order to attract the right kind of mother for our eventual kids to keep our legacy moving forward. So no doubt the insidious nature of the breakdown of the family paradigm is including having men and women combat each other to the point where there are people on YouTube and Rumble nowadays that are getting paid to speak common sense about men and women in dating. And, and it feels like it's a revelation. Oh, wow. I haven't heard this in so long. Common sense, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's where we're at now, right now. The pendulum is beginning to swing the other way. But that's, that's what's tends to happen, isn't it? That when things get pushed too far the other way, in whatever sense, that's when truth and uh, the, the, the correct way to do things comes back. Um, so you mentioned yes. masculinity, and I feel that that's a way that they use language, don't they, it, to reframe something to sound worse. So how can you put masculinity and toxic together? How can you put social distancing next to each other? Because I, actually... It's anti-social distancing. It's not social. You mm. can't be social distancing. Social mm. media is actually anti-social yeah. media because it's yeah. it's not social. Social is, you know, 90% of, it's 80 or 90% of all communication is body language. So how can it be social yes. media? Uh, the equal opportunities thing we talked earlier about, again, all of these language metrics essentially brainwash us into thinking a certain way can you can you think of any other ones that you 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 thought well actually yeah this language is purposely used to try and change my opinion in some way shape or form mm. well i think i look i do think toxic masculinity is the is the big one nowadays there is no day uh, there is no doubt an, an attack on men um, I think the 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 use of the phrase, you know, cis male and cis female uh, is, again, something that has become quite normalized instead of just saying male or female, but that's okay. I'm not going to be judgmental towards the individuals that believe that because they're just wanting to figure themselves out and that's okay. But um, yeah, uh, this idea of toxic masculinity is, is now being taught to to young boys in school. When I first heard the term, if I, th if I think without being aware of the, uh, I, I guess, the, the popular meaning behind the word, the phrase toxic masculinity on social media, if I just thought of that phrase, I would think, oh, a, a man that's overly aggressive or, you know, maybe is um, vulnerable to being violent. Toxic, you know, like the, the, the masculinity in terms of um, how strong we can be, that becoming out of control. But now this idea of, of, of toxic masculinity is a man that doesn't show his emotion, uh, which is actually a very, very strong trait for a, for a man to have. Yeah. Especially when you're, say, for example, in a room where you have a family member that has passed away, you're surrounded by your sisters or your partner or your daughters, and they're bawling their eyes out and they need a pillar of strength to lean on. Yeah. It's like what Jordan Peterson said. Isn't There's it? your... Being the... the uh, you want to be the strongest man at your your father's funeral, and it being yeah. stoic is very good. 
because you make better decisions. And if we look at males versus females, their natural traits, you know, women are naturally more intuitive. We are naturally more aggressive and blunt, as you as you alluded to earlier. So yes. what do you think the solution is then for all of this degradation of society? Do you think it's self-improvement? Do you think it's putting forward mm. messages to, to people? Do you think it's mm. having a complete change in government which is obviously going to be very difficult. What What are your thoughts on what a solution would be to, to try Certainly. to improve society? Yep. Well, uh, government's not going to change anything. It doesn't matter what they do, whether it's two party, one party, doesn't matter. This idea that um, the uh, popular elitist um, disgusting people at the head of office is somehow going to change my life is, again, uh, a result of believing that external forces affect your life. We have the, we're no longer being chased by tigers. So we have homes, we have jobs, we have ways of earning an income. I'm talking, of course, I'm generalizing. I'm talking about the modern man, the modern woman that's not homeless out in the street or has gone through something horrific. That, that's separate. That's an extreme circumstance. Um, we need to remove the idea that government's going to change anything for us. It's not going to be the case. It's all entertainment. I think it was Frank Zappa that said something like um, the politics is the entertainment division of the military or something, um, something like that. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing there. But um, I think that you need to reach a certain level of suffering within yourself uh, to be uh, to give birth to the idea that you're actually in charge of it or that you're wanting to change, even just beginning with you're wanting to make a change. So... Have a look around you. Is your, I, I hate to sound like Jordan Peterson, but is your, is your room messy? You know, start there. Is your, is your, how is your job? Is it low paying? Do you have many friendships? Do you have many relationships? Do you, do you get to actually feel the sun on your face or are you addicted to binging Netflix and playing far too many video games? So I think, um, yes. I was going to say, do you think it makes us weak though that we've got all of these, things and we've got jobs and we've got homes as opposed to the the past so for example now what we mm. have got is on everyone's phone they have like the main seven deadly sins on apps tinder being lust linkedin being greed um yes. facebook being uh, envy instagram being pride delivery breeds being gluttony netflix being sloth now yes you can use those apps in productive ways but if something's so easy, do you think that that also has a, a play on the fact that men are getting weaker to an extent, that things mm. are becoming a lot easier than having to go walk 100 miles to battle to, to get things, for mm. example? Well, firstly, I'm going to have to steal that. That was very clever. You're going to have to send that to me later, what <laughs> you just said with the, the seven deadly sins. That was brilliant. Um, but uh, look, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the modern world is a world of convenience. There are aspects of that that are beneficial. I think the online world in terms of, of building a fortune is absolutely brilliant. And it actually does take hard work to do so. Hard work of the brain, however, which is different. The physical demands are no longer there unless you are working in the mines, which you get to choose. But no doubt, the modern world of convenience is a dangerous one because it leads to a sense of apathy where you can, you can sit comfortably in your own shit. Uh, essentially, and for there to be not many repercussions, but slowly the depression sets in 
And then you then you think to yourself, oh, I should go and get some pills to to fix that. And then you're doomed at that point. But um, in relation to how we solve all of these issues, which had been solved previously, the the the, the man and woman uh, paradigm had been solved. Women were more than happy to love their husbands, love their family, raise beautiful children, take care of the house, have their own social life, enjoy almost everything for free. They were happy doing that. And men were happy providing that to a woman, giving that. It's the most stunning thing to be able to do, to be able to provide as a man. We were happy doing that. So I think we need to study the ways of the past, listen more to those that are speaking of traditional values. Not everyone's going to absorb it and that's perfectly fine. That's okay. But it starts with, are you done with suffering? Have you had enough? But and does it, yeah. Does it come down to your standards though? The standards you set for yourself. So if you say, well, actually, I'm happy for my room to be in this state, that's fine. I'm happy for my car to mm. have some McDonald's boxes in and 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 yes. not clean that often. Do you think it's down to your standards and self-image and self-esteem that that makes you feel like that? And and just to have a a, a brain far off offshoot really. So I think that's one of the problems with weed as well, because it makes you okay with being uh, bored. It doesn't give you any drive to do anything. It actually takes away your personality. Because if you were sat there in a room, you'd be bored. But because you've smoked a spliff or whatever it may be, you're okay sitting there and not doing much. Mm. So my question, to, to come back to you off the back of what you've been saying, do you feel that it's the standards that you set for yourself that determines your course of action moving forward? It's certainly self, self-beliefs, self I guess, belief systems that you have internally as to who you are, how much you are worth, no doubt set the course of the actions that you take daily. If you, with what you're describing, if you're the type of person to enjoy sitting around and you smoke weed, then you're a loser. That's actually that's actually how you view yourself. You may think, "Oh, nah, man, I just want to chill out with my with my friends after it's been it's, I'm just dealing with a lot of stress." Right? Okay, so you're seeing yourself as a loser. That's all that it is. It's the same with drinking ridiculous amounts on the weekend. Okay, so you're so you're saying that your weekends do not matter to you. So, um no doubt the uh, the self-belief systems that we have in place dictate what it is that we do with each day though i do believe they are influenced by uh, conditioning growing up i think if you've had a very easy life that you are you are less you are more likely to become lazy selfish narcissistic and um apathetic whereas if you understand what hardship is you understand what suffering is and you decide you make the conscious choice hey this is actually my own fault then you can begin to to transform. It's kind, it kind of has happened to me. I'm in the process of doing that. Hit a very, very low point financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, where I uh, had to realize that it was all of my own doing. Despite particular events that have happened in my life, how I've chosen to react was my own doing. So yeah. I have no one to blame. Absolutely no one to blame 
for any mental health problems that, that I've experienced, even if things have happened, even if things have happened, because this is my own brain. This is my own mind. People are dealing with their own minds. In the case of extremely horrific things where PTSD occurs, let's just say, you know, not wanting to get too uh, dark here, but if a family member gets murdered, for example, okay, a little bit different. That's a bit different. That takes some getting over, definitely. But in the case of a modern world of the daily activities that we go through, relationship, work, heartbreak, dealing with finances, grief of a family member passing away naturally, or uh, these types of regular life events, we've, be we've, we've become so much weaker when it comes to dealing with these life events. It's so, it's so fascinating. I have sympathy for for teenagers that, you know, that are, are wanting to end their own lives because of bullying. I have sympathy for them because they don't know of the larger world. But even that, there's something that's not quite right there. Where are the values that should have been instilled in those children from the beginning yeah. by the parents to not take the words of stupid kids seriously? But You know, where's where's the strength there? But what tends to happen is that, as the old adage goes, that you know, we uh, hard times make strong men, strong men create yes. good times, and good times create weak men. And maybe we're at that cycle now, where you know, if we look at the last seventy-five years, where we are now, I think we're at the cycle of where things have. Yes, they are hard now with inflation and cost of living, and all, yes, I, I get that. Mm. But in terms of actually our basic, if we look at the Maslow hierarchy of needs. The basic few at the bottom are fulfilled. You know, we've generally got food, more warmth, shelter. We've yes. got we can we can we can socialize with. Generally, got an income for, for as you said for for the for most most part. Absolutely, we do. So, so there's no you, excuse not to have an income. But for you personally, over the next sort of five years, um, obviously, we, you know, you've talked about improving yourself, self improvement. And all of the areas that you feel you need to improve on spirituality, goal setting, income, mm. strength, all these sorts of things. So what does your sort of next five years look like then, uh, John? Yeah, certainly. Well, I, I had a I had a thought um, come to myself recently that uh, the amount of money that is in my bank account currently is the same as it was 10 years ago. Now, this shouldn't be the case absolutely should not be the case. So um, that's a result of bad decisions, of bad reactions, and not taking responsibility for myself, actual accountability. So um, the next five years for myself involve becoming a multimillionaire, because that is what that is what is required for me to have the life that I that I wish to live. And ultimately, the idea is to fashion a life where I am uh, creatively giving to the world, whether it's through music, through acting, um, or in, in life coaching, even um, just different entrepreneurship um, and uh, business ventures with the intention of contributing to society, yeah. no doubt. Um, and uh, and eventually, uh, I'm a, I'm a single man currently, so eventually finding um, uh, someone who is um, capable of being a terrific mother to uh, my eventual kids, I want to give them the best possible start. So um, 
essentially because I understand that this is the only life that I will ever be given. If we just take away the concept of, you know, reincarnation and, you know, consciousness and things like that, which is wonderful. But if we just look at what we absolutely know, this is all we've got. Yeah. This is all that we've got. So why are we not trying to find ways to make every aspect of our life as good as possible? Yeah. Why shouldn't we? And I think what you're, what you're saying there, the, the shelter has been taken care of. The food and the water is already sorted. So we need to find this extra motivation, this extra inspiration. Yeah. So um, look, look, there is no, there is no excuse. And I'm, this is obviously a generalization, but there is no excuse for being poor. As someone that is, has experienced being poor, kind of still struggling with that. There is no excuse for it. Yeah. There's no excuse. Not in the, not in a world where, where you can make thousands of dollars um, online, whether it's through drop shipping or affiliate marketing or any form of e-commerce. Yeah. For, as an example, you can start doing that within weeks. If you actually really cared, if you actually really wanted it. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse to not be fit. So if you're overweight, there's no excuse for it. Again, extremes, extremes of genetics, yada, yada. They all like to use that excuse, but you can still go to the gym. You can still exercise. You, there's, you, there's no excuse when it comes to eating junk food or drinking far too much or smoking weed or any of these things that have... Um, uh, that are somewhat celebrated in particular cultures. Here in Australia, for example, we love having a drink on the weekend and it's celebrated. We call it getting on the piss <laughs> is how we refer to it. And uh, it's strange. So the hedonistic, nihilistic behaviours of modern society are encouraged and celebrated, including... You know, sleeping around, hence tender, the lust. So we need to recognize all that is around us, which is impacting us on a severely negative way, understand that it is simply taking advantage of our dopamine systems in our brain, the impulsive in self-indulgent aspect of our psyche that will actually break us down over time. And to turn away from that in every single aspect, every single aspect and you can you absolutely can there's there's no yeah. reason not to it's like you said you know in terms of you creating value over the next five years that's what it takes really yes. to increase that bank balance and increase because you have to be able to give something in value to actually receive payment for yes it. so what people don't do is they mm -hmm. say well i'm looking for an above average job when the above average pay but i'm not an above average person and what then happens is they get frustrated and then because they've got that safety net, society now has that safety net where you cannot really fail too far. You can bankrupt, you can start again. You can, you'd always well, have council housing and, 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 and things like that. Whereas in the wild before, you would mm. you would be dead. Um, and again, comes back to what you said yes. as well, during your, your, your little um, um, uh, speech just then. It's about finding the mother of your child, not just a sex object, because... You know, a girl to have good sex with is maybe not the same girl as who's going to be the mother of your child. Maybe you're lucky. Maybe that, that is the same person. Mm. But for the most part, it's it's not going to be. And maybe that has no. led to the 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 um, the the 
gratification seeking attention seeking uh low value individuals that we see today but i'm not saying that that's always the case because you get some mm-hmm. high high rolling individuals but there are a lot of people that don't fit that category so are there any final things that you want to to mention for yes the audience uh, maybe your handles for example on social media or is there any final uh words of wisdom let's say sure to put forward worst of wisdom sure the she is at sex the worse of a mother she'll end up being that's one thing i'll say um <laughs> i say that half jokingly but no um i i think that um uh in the modern world um please for, for everyone that that ends up watching this um please recognize that you're being constantly targeted by massive corporations around the world that genuinely don't care about you that are wanting to take advantage of the hedonistic side of yourself that is compulsive, impulsive. And understand that you really do only have one life to live and you should not settle for what society is um, trying to put forward towards you. Don't settle for a nine to five job. Start off with that if you need to, but you don't have to settle for that. You do not need to settle for a salary that is um, placed on you by someone else that is somehow deciding your worth for the year, for the entire year. That doesn't need to be the case. Um, be a, a, as good of a man as you, as you know that you should be and be, be as good of a woman as you know that you should be. But no doubt, the majority of your suffering is entirely self-created. Well, it's, on, it's, it, on, on that note, self-created, that's, I think that's a great way to end. But you're going to say something, actually, mm-hmm. just, just then. So. If your suffering is self-created, which it is, your success is self-created. Simple as that. Perfect. Um, any social media handles or anything like that, that that the guests can reach you on if they need to? Yeah, certainly. So at the moment, I'm not on Facebook or Instagram. Very strange, I know. Um, I will be getting back onto those platforms for, for marketing purposes soon. Um, but you can find me on Twitch. I do live stream on Twitch of all places. Um, the tag is King Hartley, K-I-N-G-H-A-R-T-L-E-Y. I do have a Discord community where if you would like to interact with me, um, can do so there. Um, and I'm starting up a, a, a new business, which is designed to, to help content creators make the most of, uh, their skills and abilities to eventually get out of the nine to five themselves. So I'm working on a, uh, the world's best program for that. Actually, I say that confidently um it's a it's going to be quite exciting and um i'm sure if i do more of these and uh, and interact with more wonderful pe- people such as yourself that uh i'll start i'll start popping up here and there so, absolutely that's yeah. it's an organic way to do it you're giving information giving value um value that's where it's at that's it and that's that's basically what my book mm. is about become a person of value give value and everything else give. take care of yes. itself well, thanks really for your time, yeah. John. You have a lovely day. Thank you, Jim. And we'll catch you next time. Will do. Cheers, buddy. Lovely. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Bye.